Okay, we're going. All right. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Thank you for doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and tell the folks who you are. My name is Jackie Fetter, and I am born and raised here in Cedar Rapids, and I'm anything but your traditional 36-year-old solopreneur uh, business owner. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> solopreneur. What's that? Why? <laughs> I started saying that. Where does, where does that come from? I feel like when you say entrepreneur, people can possibly think that you're in an office with staff and you're surrounded by people all day, but some people that are self-employed are solo all day. So. I'm stealing, I'm trademarking that. <laughs> I love solo. I'm just, no, that's going to be on shirts. <laughs> solopreneur. Solopreneur. Give us a background on you. You said from... Cedar Rapids, give us a background kind of who you are, where you're from, so we can get how Jackie came to be Jackie. Sure. It's really interesting. So a cheesy, completely cheesy moment. My mom texted me earlier today and she looked up the meaning of my name. So if you want to start there, my name means generous heart. And she says, your daughter has a generous heart and a kind nature. Bears of this name will live a life full of happiness and will help others feel true joy. Jacqueline's will always be a ray of sunshine and a light in other people's lives. So I thought that that was incredibly symbolic and really sweet to receive today. And I feel like I try to incorporate that in my life. I suppose from a younger age, I always kind of, I would appreciate downtime, time alone, time in nature, and health-wise, I didn't always follow that path. And I'm kind of a more sensitive person. It was easy to find escapism or find other things that would kind of alleviate being a sensitive person and being possibly overwhelmed by emotions, people's perspectives, point of views. And my health wasn't great. And so I was 25. And I for some reason, I thought, it's about time to get healthy. You're 25. Can't hear that. <laughs> you know, and, and I know people that say, I'm in my 60s and I still don't think it's time. <laughs> so, yeah, it started out with more of the aesthetic approach. Um, and but I still had a lot of like anxiety, depression. Um, I still was using like escapism in those ways. It wasn't because I was intrinsically happy to do those activities and be active. It was because I was trying to receive approval, validate myself, look such a way so that I was pleasing to others, behave in a way that was pleasing to others. It wasn't until probably my 30s, my after my dad passed away. He passed away in 2013. And you start to have those moments where you think either I, you know, time is not, you know, guaranteed. And I kind of just started making decisions or so I thought um, that I wanted to make. And slowly but surely, I started to ebb more into the emotional side, the mental side, the physical and more of the spiritual side. And that became more of a wholeness for myself. And now the things I do, I make sure they resonate with me. So, when so you that's make, kind of my zero to 36. <laughs> so when you made decided to make this change, was it I'm changing tomorrow? Or was it a slow progression to where you kind of saw maybe one thing led into another, led into another. Yeah. And then at some point you look back and you said, 
oh, look at this new path that I'm traveling. <laughs> How do yeah. I progress on that yeah. path? It's an interesting question about when things transitioned. I feel like I had always had my own perspective of things. Um, in Growing up, I was in a really traditional school, a small school. People were generally quite similar, I feel, especially when stores or places for people to go for their creative outlook, their hair, their clothes, their aesthetic. You know, being in the Midwest, we receive most things at a couple year lag than other communities on the coast. I feel traveling to Arizona with my family every year always allowed me to see other cultures, traveling and camping with my dad, just getting in other communities. And also I'm a big research resources person. I feel that I, I'm really apt to read something, look something up, dive deeper into something and learn everything I can about it. And slowly the active lifestyle turned into a wellness lifestyle, turned into, okay, so how do I eat and act and live so that I live longer? Okay, so now that I see there's longevity, it's not just about aesthetics. Now that I want to live longer, what do I do to do that? How do I tweak into my spiritual life so that while I'm living longer, I'm not completely riddled with other people's choices perspectives and how do I feel exactly how I want to feel and live how I want to live and resonate with myself first, being a steward of the earth and respecting other people at the same time. So more the base of who people are is more what I I feel drawn to now versus, hey, when I'm in a swimsuit, I have abs, you know, and I absolutely love, I have a lot of friends that do bodybuilding and friends that do that and they absolutely love it so that might be where they feel comfortable but for me personally it's more in a creative life so it has been gradual (laughs) there's like six episodes in that one answer that i'm like okay that's a whole episode with her okay that's a whole episode with her that i definitely want to dig deeper i don't want to waste it on this one i'm saving that, that question so you grew up here yeah it has how did that affect the change? How yeah. did, did, do you think if at any time you had been somewhere else that might have pushed the change along a little faster? Or how, how did staying here in Cedar Rapids, yeah. the Midwest, like you said, it lags behind the East and West right. Coast on some things. How did that slow down maybe perhaps that progression or that recognition? Yeah. And and no answer is a short answer. I'm super wordy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are a lot of digressions. Um, I feel... It's really interesting you bring that up. I think about that all the time. I think about, I'm a very visual person. I just went in and I also am a nerdy spreadsheet person. (laughs) Uh, So while I, my creative mind goes, I like some data. I had just neurological testing done. How do I perceive information? How do I kick it out? How's my verbal? How's my visual? How... And that was a lot of fun. It was also the longest hour of my life. I I could I could not do it. And it reminded me that children are doing this and children are in traditional school. I am 36 years old and I about stomped out with a tantrum and said, this is enough. Like, I can't even imagine children sitting in class all day. <laughs> Being in a setting like this, I feel geographically, I picture in my visual mind, if someone had on their little gym watch that tracks when they run, it shows their path 
for their run. So for me, I've asked my friends, what would your path look like over a year? Some of them don't travel, which that's their choice. But they said grocery store, kids school, work, grocery store, work, kids school, maybe church on Sunday, maybe this restaurant, that restaurant. But it's a really isolated path. And I feel that when people are in these habitual paths, it's a big representation of their neurological paths as well. It's a big representation of their likes, dislikes, things that they are finding as their norm. And it's really based geographically as well. So each community, each small town, even each large city has their own cultures, subcultures, beliefs, their set uh, way of living. So I feel where I was raised and more specifically smaller schools can have a really, um, everything can be quite similar because everyone has these common interests. I feel that I had always been of different interests because my family had traveled more and things like that. Even into my 20s and adulthood, in my 20s, I feel like I kind of just fit in. I feel like I just did the norm and even dipping into my early 30s. So especially after dad passed away, I thought this, I cannot just do this as being the norm. I have to let my own personality come out more. And that's really when things started to change and shift and your mentality changes. Because when I go to make a decision now, I don't catalog through, okay, what would this friend say about what I'm doing here? What would this family member say about that choice? What would this say here? What would the community as a whole think of this decision? I really had to put those voices aside. And when it comes to something and I go, this feels amazingly powerful, creative, colorful, I just have to do it. And Von Presley, she had mentioned she I can't remember when she made the post, but she said something on Instagram about how she's thankful her parents were always very supportive of her colorful lifestyle and her expression of her nerdy weird side. And I thought how unbelievably beautiful that is for parents to foster that and appreciate children for being individuals and for them to express what they what is beautiful to them. So in Cedar Rapids, I do feel that there is kind of a norm. There's a lot of offices. There's a lot of traditional aesthetics. And it is interesting to choose something different. I was thinking the other day, if I lived and grew up in LA, I would be I would be super vanilla. And then being a creative person in a smaller space is uh, you feel more like you stand out. There's something you said that I think is really interesting, and that is being in Cedar Rapids yeah. it is tough to maybe not fall into the norm. And that you were sure. saying that you didn't care what people thought about you or you were doing things, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't think of what family said, what friends said, mm-hmm. how people would mm-hmm. perceive that. Yeah. So how tough was it to overcome that? Because in this small town, it's like, oh, there's that crazy Jackie girl again. <laughs> What's she doing now? Or, you know, and then you kind of la- label it as, Oh, that's Jackie. Yeah. You know, so how do you yeah, yeah. how do you do that in a way that makes you feel good, but then may also foster that next person? Because I think yeah. sidebar here, I think that's where <laughs> I think that's where Cedar Rapids is going now. Right. I think yeah. that wearing the weird shirt from Ray Gun is not weird and you know what I mean? Right. It's almost like counterculture yeah. is the culture almost. And then sure. and, and people are like, Hey, you know what? I can't express myself. It's you're starting to see the city come out more of that. Midwest, you know, 
blah, 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 yeah. same old, same old. And now yeah. you're, you're starting to see the little things that, you know, it's like, because I even find myself sometimes saying, I didn't know Cedar Rapids had that. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I didn't know somebody in Cedar Rapids did that. Yeah. And so be, how was that to be yeah. like, you know what? I'm just, you know, I know I'm probably going to get knocked down nine times out of right. 10 for right. being something different, being somebody different. Sure. But how do I... How did you just say, you know what, I'm going to find that one and that one's going to turn into two. And then the next thing you know, yeah. it, I'm going to keep making this progression. Yeah. My biggest thing, it's it's not so much that I don't care about what people think of me. You know, I, I am a business owner and I do care generally about other people and I care how they're doing. I care how they're feeling. What I am not concerned with is a person's perspective or a person's comment about the fact that I should do something different than what feels right to me. That is what I'm not going to take into my energy. So I have friends all the time that will say, oh, that's crazy. You shouldn't do that. I like, I I'm, I appreciate and I love that you res- um, respect my choices and I'm glad you have found what works for you and I'm happy for you. And it really just kind of changes the weight and the responsibility that we're each responsible for ourselves. And to understand, I think first and foremost, the things that I care about following in life are do no harm to others. And that hasn't always worked out well. I mean, we all mess up at that from time to time. And our ethics, our values, and our morals. So we each decide what we're comfortable with. Some people, it's their relationship status. Some people, it's their sexual orientation. Some people, it's what they're wearing. Some people, their values, you know, some people live in large houses, small houses, new cars, old cars, how they speak to people, their level of politeness, manners. Are they very prim and proper or are they hot wings all over their face and just going to town? You know, so there's so many different areas that you can see the differences in people. And I feel that for myself, treating people well, being kind to them, and really trying to stay in my own lane, be responsible for myself, not have my actions negatively impact other people. That is what I'm concerned with. Everything else is just intangible aesthetics. I mean, it's, I, I keep using the word aesthetics, but I think for me, your core values and your ethics and morals are what make you as a person. And if someone wants to judge you for the other things, then that's on them. Even if they want to judge you on mistakes you might have made, that's still on them. I'm super comfortable with people being imperfect. And I am super comfortable with people expressing themselves as they choose, be it music, piercings, tattoos, clothing, lack of clothing, whatever they want to do. I think when you give that, to other people, you are more readily able to give it to yourself. Me accepting other people, accepting myself intrinsically just means you're supportive of other people and you're less judgmental on yourself. So it's just such a non-issue when there's so many important things happening that it does not concern me one bit. (laughs) So you said this change kind of happened when your father passed away. More so. More so around that time. What was it about that event Mm -hmm. that happened that you Mm -hmm. think triggered something? Was it a conversation? Was it just something like, was this something that you were kind of moving toward or maybe thought you were moving toward? And then this was kind of the, okay, Jackie, this is 
Yeah. Maybe that's the the strike of the match that lights yeah. lights the fire and kind of what was it around that time <laughs> where it started moving in that direction to kind of where you are now? I think that I was moving towards this, maybe not this magnitude, but I was moving towards working on a bigger working on bigger projects. I think what was such a big impact from his passing is that when something tragic happens and someone is suddenly gone, you don't have any second chances. Oh, maybe I could say this. Maybe next time we see each other, I'll do that. I will try to do this or try to do that. It's more, here's your chance. You're alive now. You're present now. So what can you do today that's that's going to serve things that you're passionate about? And I know personally, my anxiety, I've always struggled with anxiety. I have always drank alcohol, had maybe relationships that were codependent, so they felt comfortable. Oh, you know, being a people pleaser, excessively helping someone I was dating or friends with, and it left me really empty. I feel that I had to harness and become very comfortable with the present, laser focused. What serves me and what is going to aid my dreams and goals. When my dad passed away, it was it was just a feeling of, okay, so either you're screwing around and you go, maybe I'll do this thing I'd like to do. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe someday I will, you know, do some self-work, learn my emotions, figure out what's going on, or I can do it today. And so I kind of just had, I just had a feeling of you You have to do this. You have to start creating. And I was already starting a business that was thinking outside of the box with healthier catering food, frozen ready-made meals. And I I really just had to continue to whittle down to what is the core of this? It's not that people, I mean, I think giving people food that's healthy is amazing. And people do very well with those businesses. Personally, for me, I want to continue to move to the core of a person of their emotions, their mental, their physical, their spiritual, and combine all of that. So it was it was a time to just get real and to shed the layers and find out what was really important to me. Did you hit rock bottom? Um, I don't think I hit rock bottom. I know for the first year or so, I... My brother grieved very heavily, and my family it was just an incredibly difficult time. And I think that I did the typical, no, you must be strong and get through this. No, you, you know, you get up every day and you go to work and do what you're supposed to do. That was a mistake. <laughs> so you it, were basically playing in that same role that. It sounds yeah. like you hear always, what's everybody else need? What's everybody, Correct. what can I do for everybody else? Yeah, yeah. And it was it was my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health, and actually my physical health too, because I, I just didn't invest in being active anymore or really eating nutritiously. I would not, I would not eat enough food at all. Um, so it delayed my grieving I went, I started grief counseling about a year and a half after he passed away. And then a lot of the deep work started to happen. You know, I had to make healthy boundaries with family that was grieving and say, I have to be able to grieve. (laughs) I mean, this is bubbling up. It's causing, you know, it's causing me to uh, just become overwhelmed emotionally. 
physically exhausted. Um, so it, I wouldn't say I hit rock bottom. I am kind of a really weird, intrinsically goofy, cheerful person. I'm a morning person. If my alarm goes off at 5.30, I'm awake at 5.15, staring at my clock like, that's almost 5.30, you know? And I it goes off and I shoot out of bed and I'm just super pumped for the day. There were times when I was seriously exhausted. I A lot of my needs got put on the back burner. And uh, February 2017, I was kind of coming to a point where I was incredibly exhausted. And I ended up finding out through my chiropractor that I had a gluten, soy, and dairy allergy. And dairy I always knew, uh, but I still ate it from time to time. (laughs) And that was probably the closest to rock bottom that I had because I was almost seized up in bed, just in pain. I had had pneumonia. I had pleurisy. My left side was locked up. uh, My hair was brittle and coarse my skin patchy from the allergies and all the different things it i was not feeling well mentally it was a lot of chatter a lot of uh uh it was a lot of uh self doubt talk a lot of like negative self talk and so i just had to i actually that's when i started massage therapy school I knew that being physically affectionate was not something that I had ever been my strong suit. And I kind of went into it with the thought of, I'm going to make this a part of my life. I'd always enjoyed health coaching people verbally, but to be able to relax, shut down the mind, and just give someone touch and without any words was, is I think incredibly healing as person as the person giving the care as well so yeah the rock bottom was more of a physical one i have a lot of people that care about me which i'm very grateful and thankful for and i don't want to say i don't think that people would let me hit rock bottom but i don't feel i had any reason to hit rock bottom like i'm incredibly blessed and so i felt like crap but i wasn't at, <laughs> i wasn't at rock bottom yeah. You start this movement and going forward, massage therapy. Yeah. And so now you're starting to do, it sounds like you're starting to do all these things yeah. that I won't say that you always wanted to do, but, kind of, <laughs> but that you, I know, but that you felt like you're, this is moving you forward. <laughs> this is helping you grow and kind of totally. in these yeah. directions. So kind yeah. of walk through that, talk us through that and kind of it's like, kind of was it a logical progression or was it like (laughs) i'm gonna go this way and then on that path you maybe found something else that was like as you said peel back layers find more i need more data i need a spreadsheet oh i have spreadsheets about spreadsheets one year my friends for april fools they said we deleted a spreadsheet but we won't tell you which one (laughs) and i i honestly i'm also i try to be very chill and harness my my meditation mind i have not i looked once every now like right now thinking about it i feel like maybe i'm gonna start sweating but (laughs) turn the music on quick turn the music on but i i don't i'm not really gonna look i don't know we'll just let it be with the gods we'll just be 
who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's gone. I don't know. So yeah, the layers. It's really interesting. I feel that the the systems of going to a traditional college, I have a lot of friends that have said, oh my gosh, I have this four-year degree. I will never use it. I paid $60,000 for a piece of paper. You know, I prefer and would rather have my my learning, my hands-on experience doing this. I love learning new things. They all collaborate together. So my last traditional job was in 2011. I was laid off from Principal Financial when they were doing health insurance. And I had been there for five years. So office work, I would plug in somewhere. MCI, I was there. We were laid off. This, All these different places. And I said, I don't want to work for anyone else again. A lot of times people feel these are secure places, yet when a place is laid off with 300 people that have the same skill set, it floods the market. So I said, I want to take my career and my my well-being and my income into my own hands. So that's when I started the health coaching, offering the food, the sensory deprivation tank, massage therapy. And which I still am a little scared to try. It's which one? The sensory deprivation tank? Yeah. Well, it's an amazing experience. It's I would definitely I, I would suggest that highly. And now I'm in yoga teacher training. So these things are all directly related to finding out technically they're mostly for your physical health, I would say you know, your nutrition, your nutrition does also feed, you know, into your gut, into your mental health. Um, and that's great. But the pieces that I have really begun to explore over the last couple years is the emotional and spiritual side. So the physical side, I have been someone in the gym for quite a while. I love that part. Um, nutrition and healthy food plays in there. And then the mental side, so your mental health. So understanding, uh, personally, I like to understand how I'm perceiving information. Um, 65% of self-employed people have ADHD. Um, And so people, I have ADHD. So I am not a fan of, nor do I do well in an office setting. I often would hear things like, you're never at your desk. I have so many other things to do. <laughs> They're like, you're getting paid to be here, but I can't sit down. <laughs> I can't sit still. So it lends itself that I enjoy changing and learning new things. Um, a lot of people with ADHD also will kind of have different niches or different arms or different branches of their business that they like to explore. Um, all of this is playing into the the physical side. So now I'm exploring more the spiritual side and the emotional side. So reading and learning things about emotional intelligence, learning about people's, um, how they connect spiritually. For me, it's being in nature. I absolutely love being in the woods, taking my dog on a walk, going to the Palisades, kayaking. I've done a little bit of climbing, uh, Wapsie Pinnacle Park is near here, and 
listening to good music too. So I like to listen to music. So music is also on the creative side. You know, it's like your emotional side. That's kind of one of the first things that happens when people have an experience, when they're in love, when they're sad, when they want to celebrate, you know, they're, they have a soundtrack, you know, of their life and their experience. So I've always been interested in people as a whole, like the whole person. You can never just look at one section of a person and get a good picture of it at all. I feel like that's why people come to me for massage now, because they'd pretty much talk the whole time because they will say something about, I never thought about that, or I know I'm supposed to be relaxing when I come here, but I really like the conversation, you know? And so, but I also really love and enjoy to learn about the human body and the muscles and how I can move someone's arm to release tension. And they say, every time my aunt calls, my shoulder gets tight because I get stressed and I'm scrunching my shoulders. You know, hey, can we explore that? Let's talk about, you know, what's there that causes that. I have resources of books that I've read that I send people to. If I need to, a mental health practitioner, chiropractor, physical therapist. So there's so many layers to people. And I feel that they, I will always change and flow with my career as to what what's relevant to me. That's why you see so many new moms. They now have a daycare or they incorporate something with babies into their business. They have a toddler yoga program. You know, people's people that are comfortable exploring new territory, their career will always continue to evolve. I'm going to try to sound like I'm deep and intellectual. Um, this doesn't have to be intellectual. <laughs> so do you, does there have to be equal balance between that physical, emotional, mm. and spiritual? Or do you find yours, you're better off if one's more right. than the other and it's just kind of on a right. day-to-day basis kind of flows here and there? <laughs> You can stand up. Can stand no, no, up no. I'm just around. thinking. I'm just kind of laughing. Cord's long enough. <laughs> I'm short, so it'll work. Um, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I think that balance is relative. I, I also feel so much of everything is relative. So I have just reached last September 19th, one year, no alcohol. So I have these new tattoos and they are the things that I choose now. For me personally, being in the woods, out in nature, the sunrise, love, and the last one is duality. It looks like an infinity symbol, but duality is the fact that I can be talking to you and we can have something that we believe, but both are, they're opposite, but both are true. So to me, duality is incredibly important, especially when you want to create empathy and understanding and hold space for someone Holding space for someone is when you are just present with them in their moment. It's not always necessarily tied to empathy because empathy, if they're crying, you're going to be like bawling. You can hold space for someone without completely taking in all of their emotions as well. I feel with balance, it's almost an overwhelming notion and it's different for everyone. I feel like we ebb and flow with our priorities at the time. So maybe someone that's starting a new business and their friends say, let's go to dinner. They say, oh, I've got to meet with my accountant. I have this priority where I have to, 
you know, move in office furniture. But then once they get set up, their family says, hey, it's it's such and such birthday. Can you come? You go, yeah, absolutely. The, at that time, that's their priority. So I feel like these things will ebb and flow. Uh, it's also part of being imperfect, that no one's going to be on point on every single thing all the time. And when you give yourself that ease and grace, you can give it to other people too. And it's really interesting too. I uh, I would get down on some pizza and some cream soda on like a Friday night or a Saturday night. Go to need pizza, get some gluten-free pizza. It's pretty amazing. And it has cheese on it, so I feel horrible. Um, actually, I walked through the gas station the other day because I was popping in to use the restroom and I thought, oh, I need, I want to get something to eat. And I literally looked around and nothing looked appetizing, which is crazy because I love chips and I love all the Reese's peanut butters and the Butterfingers and the Snickers. And it just wasn't appealing. It was. I can't ever say that I've ever was, been in that situation before. <laughs> it was crazy. I had a friend, we were driving around and they said, where should we eat? I go, oh man, I don't know what's near here. And we were by Lindell. They go, literally everything is near us. I was like, what? And I'm it, it was like if I had Yelp up in my brain, there were no restaurants around. It, I, it just sometimes with the food you eat and when you're feeling really good, it's it you know that if you do that, it will be bad. <laughs> you won't. And and I have a bit of a, additional things to go by because the the different things I can't eat. But I mean, you could I could still get like a patty from Five Guys or something. I was thinking I just want to go to the Mac and get they have a peanut butter chocolate peanut butter cup smoothie. Yeah, peanut butter, choco, almond milk, protein powder. I don't know. So I was thinking that's acceptable for me to eat. And I get people that say, oh, you're just so committed. I couldn't have your discipline. I couldn't. No, it's not that. This is the thing. If given the opportunity to tr like trash someone's belongings, I wouldn't do it. It doesn't resonate with me. So at some point, sometimes your health or your exercise or your spiritual regimen or being outdoors, the option to not do it is no longer in your perception. You don't, people say, I can't believe you go to the gym all the time. How do you stay motivated? To not go would take effort. So to get up and go is seamless. It is, it is like getting up to use the restroom. It is like brushing my teeth. It's not my body and my mental and my emotional when I think about that is it's in line with being active. So when these things become something that move through, you know, you think about a thing, you go, well, how do I feel about that? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? And then it moves into like your chest and you're like, I love this. That's when you know you're in your flow and that you're in balance because the things you're doing literally make you feel better and you crave them. So I think balance is not, I don't even know what that word means. I mean, I know that it probably means something in like math and it probably means something to like <laughs> architects, but to me, it's just, it's another fluff word, you know? You just freak somebody out. Balance, everybody balance. balance. Yes. You gotta have balance. I know. <laughs> Uh, no, I balance. Uh, yeah, I don't. Balance is not the right word. I guess, you know, I have a journal where every day I write um, a gratitude 
and an affirmation. And I've, for a very long time, my gratitude is perseverance and, you know, just keep showing up. And that's the biggest thing is that when you do these things and when it moves into your heart and when you're like, I am in line with this, then it's not about balance at all. It's just your normal. But I do wish there were like 500 hours in the day (laughs) (laughs) because I get up. I mean, this morning I got up. I'm like, you know, I make time to take the dog on a walk, go to the gym. You know, I'm eating mini meals throughout the day. I'm uh, today. I didn't go to yoga. But I have a home practice where I'll do where 30 starts. minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes. That's where it starts. That's that slippery slope. Next thing you know, it's a day, it's a week. Next thing <laughs> you know, you haven't been to yoga in a month. I can see it now. <laughs> Somebody get her back on. Get her back on. She's falling off. No. Gosh. So you've done massage therapy. Correct. You're doing the yoga training. Yeah. What's next? Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> Would you be surprised if I said nothing? <laughs> No, because I think uh, just knowing you like I do, I think there are so many areas within massage therapy oh, man. and and yoga yeah. that you could, you're like, I've got to explore, explore. this. And then you'd go yeah, down, the what's, details. you know, this massage. Oh my God. And then there, I mean, come on, there's so many types of yoga. You could say, yeah. oh, what's this one for? What's this one? <laughs> you know, so if you said nothing, it'd be like. No, you're lying. One. Okay. You'd be going into a deeper area of something you're already doing. Yeah. So this is what I have come to understand that I have been doing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a picture of a picture of a picture in a mirror. No. Um, so I I feel like I'm working my way through the elements that I find important. Uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. I have done the other, you know, the mental, emotional. I feel like I've really harnessed the um, emotional element. I've really viewed and and connected with people on emotional intelligence. You know, what's your EQ? When someone says, oh, my gosh, this happened, do you say, oh, no big deal? Or do you say, maybe next time? Or, you know, being present with someone saying, this sucked, and you think in your head, that sounds really dumb. But then you go, let's hug it out, you know, (laughs) maybe you don't think that's really dumb. And like intrinsically in your heart you do. But but some things people might come to you with, you're going, oh, my gosh, this is this is, you know, this is not this is maybe a mountain out of a molehill moment, but you just support them either way. So spiritual is kind of the final element that I haven't harnessed fully. And for me. I have found that being out in nature. They define religion. Oh, and I'm going to butcher this. But like religion is, you know, you're you're following a doctrine. There's maybe a higher um, being, something that you might pray to, or uh, a religion could also be something where there's a guideline and you're following that. Uh, and that's that's completely butchering it. But spirituality, people believe that they can be connected to spirituality without including a religion. Some people say that, or you can't say that because to have a belief is to have a religion. And I mean, you can go in circles about that. But um, spirituality to me is when I'm taking a walk and it's morning time and there's dew and the dew is like glowing on the petals because the sun is rising 
or when there's a squirrel and you're just really appreciating and enjoying that they're all over the place. Um, the big thing for me that has happened in the last few months is just understanding and knowing that we say we're all connected, but when you go, no, but really we're all connected is huge. It was like, I had a massive feeling of just knowing that everyone is part of the same, we're all part of the same cells, the same everything. You can get down to the tiny, tiniest pieces and we are all blended in some way, shape or form. And it's really neat. It's really neat when you are in nature and I feel as humans, we are removed. We're in our houses, we're in our cars, we're in our office. And when we're just out in nature, we, maybe if we don't have like a shotgun or like guns, we are just the same. Like we are prey to some people and we are predators to other you know, you can go to other countries and things will eat you. So it's really humbling. And to me, being in nature is where I go for my spiritual place. So I'm doing things like hikes, viewing the sunrise around Cedar Rapids, touring your own city. People sometimes want to do outdoorsy events or they don't necessarily dig into the outdoor life around Cedar Rapids. It is pretty flat. However, we have some opportunities for a little, so for activity. Co has a climbing wall up in Iowa City. There's a climbing wall. There's different places to climb around Iowa. You can just Google the different locations and the supplies you need. There are groups on Facebook for climbing. I am connecting with different businesses in Cedar Rapids to do hiking groups, active outdoor groups. This is, I feel like we talk, people talk a lot now. And I think that there needs to be serious time for the quiet, serious time for disconnecting. Going home and crashing on the couch and watching a TV show is not the same as going onto your back patio and just sitting in your rocking chair. They are two completely different things for your mental health, for your emotional health, for your spiritual health, for your physical health. They are completely different. Your brain activity is completely different. And I am hopefully working with someone for a retreat in Sedona. So I'll go be a guest and a part of that as she plans that. And then also for a local business for exploring trips, um, exploring Iowa, exploring things in Cedar Rapids, around Cedar Rapids, and even in other states. You know, I almost think that it wouldn't even need to be something spectacular. Correct. I think people, I will say my own experience in a previous life, uh, mm. me and the family were able to go take a trip to New Zealand. Yeah. And the great thing about that was we were completely disconnected. Like, oh. like we couldn't, you couldn't get us unless we wanted you to get, find us, call us. We, yeah. you couldn't call us, you know, or anything like that. And it wasn't like we were in the middle of the woods or anything. We were just exploring, but that, yeah. but just that, not even necessarily in nature, Yeah. but the disconnecting, it was so <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. And, and when we would take trips yeah. back home to uh, visit Jan's family in England, I knew people over here didn't know how to dial a phone to get get us over there because it's yeah. very difficult to call overseas. Yeah, and it was just that ability to know 
I'm going to wake up today and I don't have to worry about anybody getting in touch with me. I right. can do whatever I want yeah. and anything. And I think, I think people think like, oh, we got to get out in nature. We got to get out, you know, like no electricity, no anything. But I think the baby step that people can oh. do is just the small disconnects. Like you said, yeah, just walking, just getting yeah. out, doing, you know, even if it's just walking around the city and taking in what it has. And I think that could lead to even more because yeah, it's amazing to find out some of the things that the city has. And it's like, I would have never known yeah. that about Cedar Rapids history oh. or anything like that. So the hiking and the things like that, whether yeah. in city, out of the city, Palisades, things like that, you know, there are those opportunities. And mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, being able to unplug is super important. I know I personally love to pop in and out of social media, but I don't have a TV. I Okay, technically where I am, I have TVs, but they're not hooked up to anything like cable. And I have a laptop for Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> and so I watch- I like to see you, you drew the line. I like that. You drew the line. <laughs> yeah, and so- Except and for- I, mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have had serious winters and serious times where I plugged in and I was in front of the TV. I know that that was escapism. I know it's during heavy loaded emotional times. And I've circled back and now- Time is spent outside. Um, I think that when people begin to move and when they begin to explore the city more, we have so many positive impacts. We have people that are consciously spending where they're making insightful choices about who they're spending their dollar with. They're doing things like shopping local. They're supporting brands that they resonate with value-wise, ethically-wise, um, marketing is a real thing and it happens. I mean, there's a reason they spend so much money on massive commercials during the Super Bowl because it works. And then those dollars are spent at companies that send their money elsewhere. It is good for the city for people to be exploring their own town and looking at what they're putting in their body, what they're putting in their mind, what they're putting in their emotions. And by being able to have quiet downtime, you can gather those thoughts, you can articulate them, assert yourself, begin to understand your values and what's important to you. And getting that on paper, like a journal, like what is important to me? What, who am I? What is in this five foot two? <laughs> and, and how do I want to express? Sometimes it? can be six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> How do I want to express that out in the world? Because we can have all of these concepts and ideas and notions of what we would, you know, what would feel good for us and to have downtime and to be able to, you know, take take those feelings and put them on paper and see that is super important. I think that that goes hand in hand with quiet downtime. You know, people are, they wake up and they're like to-do list, task list, this, that, this, radio, work, TV, this. It's so much sensory and so much happening that to just have some downtime to let their brain explore, let it reach into creative spaces, let it be a conversation with your partner or your mate, you know, your kids, something where your attention and you are super present, where you're literally feeling the grass grow, you know, and it can be at no cost. It's very inclusive. 
You can go outside. It's available. It's awesome. always there. <laughs> well, we've rambled for a little bit. Sure. And I want to save for other, because I already know, I already have, <laughs> already have episodes in my I head know. that we're going to explain. And I'm I like, wish it would add an outline. <laughs> um, but no, this is great. I just think, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to get people to get to know you, introduce yourself. And yeah. I think like, it's funny you say you pop in and out on social media, but it's like, yeah. When you pop in, you pop in with impact. You know what I mean? <laughs> Very rarely are you just putting up, hey, I'm getting hammered at such and such a place. You know, you don't get hammered. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something that makes you, like when you read oh, your man. post, you're thinking and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's not just a scroll by. So it's kind of one of the, and there's yeah. a couple of people, um, Keone Coke, who runs Hard yeah. Drive. He's another person sure. that, he doesn't post a lot, so when I see <laughs> when I see him put a post on like Facebook, yeah. I'm like, I'm reading this. Dang. I'm gonna take the time to read yeah. this because he only posts when he really has something to say, and uh, that's a cheap plug for getting him on the on here soon too. So that <laughs> yeah, t- yeah. take that as an invitation. So, but thank you, yeah. Because I think somewhere I'd like to explore next time is how do you make that transition? How do you get those? Yeah. What can somebody do to say, you know what, I, sure. I'm kind of not necessarily inspired, but I love what she says and I understand it. And I've had yeah. that question in my mind and, you know, how can I make those one little, two little steps? Because yeah. I think sometimes, and I know myself included, I almost feel like, okay, I've got to change all these things. And Ooh. the next thing you know, the list is like yeah. 15 things and you're like. It's like defeatist before I'm over. And my, my list is too, you know, you're like, oh, this list is going to crush me instead yeah. of saying, I'll do one. And then one instead of saying, I'm going to crush this list. Right. You know, so, <laughs> but thank you. Um, yeah. If people want to get in touch with you, how can I get in touch with you? Yeah. So on that note, I'm also putting together part of uh, a program that will be a mini series or a series for people to plug into where I guide them one-on-one on making those choices. So I would love to talk about it on a, another chat, but to also contact me directly i am at jackie at jackiewellness.com <laughs> i actually have another website coming out but i won't put that up yet because it's not up yet okay. jackie at jackiewellness.com yeah well thank you so much for spending time and let me come in and uh <laughs> In your space here. It's actually, yeah. this is a really, this is like, I said it was a government black ops site because yeah. you look from the street, you wouldn't yeah. know this yeah. was in here. But I think here I am traveling on the episode even more, but I think that's kind of the cool thing that's going on in Cedar Rapids yeah. right now where, where people are taking existing space yeah. and doing new things with it. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, we don't need more stuff and more buildings. We're good. Yeah. You know, it's like, can what can I do with this space? Cause I think that's more creative than knock it down and build it up. And sure. so this is really fun. So thank you so much for yeah. taking time out of your day for me. I really do appreciate it. You're